cliffcentral.com. George Meany's here. Hey, George. Hey, Gareth. You back? I'm back. How are you doing, man? Yeah, no, I'm very good. Thank you. you. I almost got an international driver's license so that I could drive around in uh, Mexico. They obviously drive on the other side of the road. And I believe it's an easy thing to do. You just talk to the AA. I got one before once when I went to Europe. Um, but do you know anything about international driver's licenses? Just off the bat, because it was something I was very, very keen to do at a certain stage. I ended up not doing it. But um, would you recommend that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think driving is driving is driving. Uh, you've just, uh, it's not very difficult to get an international driver's no. license. I don't think I've never gotten one. I've always used Uber. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think the thing to just be cognizant of is driving on the opposite side of the road. You know, you've got to, <laughs> it, it takes some getting used to, huh? It really is. Uh, it's very, very difficult to keep your brain, um, on, on, the, I just always think you've got to be closest to the middle of the road. Yeah, that's yeah. how you I mean, know. I, I, I think I think the, the 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 trick, or not the trick, the the conundrum is uh, is turning from you know when you when you're in an intersection now you're on the left hand side of the road and you yeah. turn right you're crossing an intersection right correct now when you're on the opposite side of the road you're on the left hand side of that particular you know set of lanes and you you know when you cross just make sure you don't go into the oncoming traffic on the on the left hand side you've got to now go into the right hand side of the island so Correct. i think it's a bit of a mind stuff okay well i'm i i just i heard it's a, a simple thing to do i've got an expired international driver's license so it wouldn't have been a difficult thing to get a new one maybe it's something i'll do the next time i go overseas what have i missed george what's been going on in the world well, uh, I mean, you were in, uh, in, in that part of the, uh, the planet, and that is in California. Uh, police recovered a stash of stolen cars uh, worth 2.3 million US dollars, uh, 34 million rand, apparently 35 cars that this, uh, whoever, they're still looking for the syndicate. They don't know who it is yet. It's Jay Leno. But, uh, it's Jay Leno's, um, uh, it's Jay Leno's warehouse full of cars. That's I mean, uh, obvious. He's in California. Where is it? I got my car. They thought it was a stolen car. But look at this. This is on a lot. Is that the picture of where they found them? That's the exact picture of where they found them. Apparently, there was uh, there, there were high grass and uh, weeds growing around the um, uh, the establishment. And um, uh, besides weeds growing around the establishment, uh, there was a lot of marijuana apparently um, growing around the cars. <laughs> so the, the double win for the people who'd uh, been hiding these cars. They they get to sell the weed as well. Nice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then in, in India, I don't know if you read the story or not, but a leopard um, decided to amble on into a Mercedes Benz factory. Yes. Assembly plant. Uh, and apparently in, in this part of India, the, um, the, the, the leopards are quite kind of prevalent there's quite a lot of leopards and uh um Jesus. Uh, the, the de deforestation of parts of india are causing these leopards to wander around into urban areas um when you put up the picture i thought oh it must be near east london um but no this is in india you said and yes. and i don't know how that makes people who work in factories feel i know if a if a leopard walked into our offices at uh, cliff central i'd be a little bit freaked out i'm uh, just saying even if they did live in the area and people said it was perfectly normal that's not something you want to see in your local factory 
No. I mean, if you see a leopard walking through the front door, I'm going to run in the opposite direction. Thank you. That would be, the sensible, would be the sensible thing yeah. to do. Although they say if you turn your back on it, you are going to be killed. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't, Hopefully, I don't we, never, we never have to deal with this, right? Hopefully, we never actually have to deal with a leopard in our workplace. Uh, many years ago, I had an opportunity to take uh, a, a cheetah for a walk. Um, I don't know if you've ever done that. No. Um, down, uh, down the Eastern Cape, I can't remember the, uh, the reserve, but uh, you're able to actually take a cheetah on a uh, for a walk on a leash. Um, and, uh, and I took this cheetah for a walk on a leash and, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a bit of a scary thing. And these cheetahs are tame. You take them for a walk. The, the guide is there. Obviously they've got a rifle. I mean, nothing's ever happened, but, uh, then they, and they, and they, they warn you up front, don't make sudden movements. Don't crouch in front of the cheetah. Uh, always keep yourself upright. Your body, if you're facing the cheetah, make sure your body is, uh, as wide as it possibly can be. Okay. Um, you know. But the moment you crouch down or you make a sudden movement, the cheetah's instinct will kick in. Um, but, uh, you know, this, I mean, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a very tall man. I'm, you know, uh, uh, I'm average. And the cheetah's uh, back took me to my waist. Jesus. But, George, you, you know you don't have to walk cheetahs. I mean, this is not something that is on most people's menu of things that they need to achieve in their life when they bring themselves so close to danger. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, it seemed like a fun thing to do well, at the time, and it does get your adrenaline going. To be honest, Freedom Fighter says, uh, "Imagine the leopard went into a jaguar shop." It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, carry That's on, George. Funny. What else have we got? That's funny. Uh, um, and then uh, you know this fuel price increase um, and um, uh, the, the the increasing costs of driving your car around. Well, there was a Chicago businessman who this is the second time he's done it. He gave away 1 million US dollars of free fuel. Mm. So he gave $50 to everybody that came um, past. I think it was four petrol stations, gas stations as they call them there. Mm -hmm. um, and it was in Chicago. And uh, he gave a 50 rand voucher to every person that came through the 70 year old man. I mean, what a nice thing to do. What does he just have money to burn? Um, he's a very successful businessman, nice. and uh, oh, he just very generous, to... very generous, nice man. I, I wonder if um, you know Cyril's a, a very rich businessman. Well, he's he's certainly got lots and lots of money. I mean, maybe he could do. I'm just suggesting, maybe it's something he would think about doing. I don't know. Well, I mean, on that topic, there is a debate happening at the moment, um, and it's at the highest level, to uh, create a tax holiday for the fuel taxes. You know, the fuel tax oh. on, our, on, our, on our fuel price is a third of, yes. the, of the 21 rand that we now pay. Right. You know, so, uh, um, so there is a, a, a debate, and uh, the Fuel Retailers Association has called for the scrapping of the RAF tax and, uh, um, and for a tax holiday on the um, on the tax portion of the fuel that we pay in no. order to relieve consumers. Well, is there any kind of exact idea of what this might entail? Would it be a month off of paying those fuel taxes? Would it be a, a permanent holiday for a little bit longer? Or would it just be a small break for a few days? I, I, I mean, I, I would a small break for a few days would be senseless. I mean, there's yeah. there's no exact indication of how long the holiday, or even if the holiday is going to come about. To be honest, but uh, uh, you know, I would imagine to make a real dent in you know, consumers' pockets positively, it would have to be for an extended period of time. Right. Well, let's see. I mean, maybe they maybe somebody takes pity on the ordinary consumer, and the fact that so many people who work in and live in South Africa have to spend 
a huge proportion of their earnings on transport. Uh, we've discussed this a couple of times on the, on this part of the show, where you know, for people who catch many taxis to get to work in the morning, some of them are spending up to a third, even a little more than a third, of their total earnings for the month just getting to and from work, which is crazy. It is. It is absolutely crazy, and you know everything is affected by the fuel price. Uh, the food you eat is affected by the fuel price. The mm-hmm. everything you go and get at a retail store is affected by the fuel price because there's transport involved. Right, and we can't ignore the fact that a lot of this is stemming from the Russia-Ukraine situation. Um, that's that's a big component of of why there's suddenly this crisis all over the world. Yeah, and uh, um, you know. Who knows how long that's going to carry on for? Um, it's uh, it's anybody's guess. Hopefully not too long. We're holding firm. Hopefully long. So um, I'd like to do a little bit of a, a, a demonstration, if you don't mind, Gareth. Sure, and let's that go. is, uh, what do you need to earn uh, in order to afford South Africa's cheapest car? Okay, this is interesting. Let's have yep. a look. So, uh, so uh, um, um, uh, I'm just going to bring up a, uh, a, a screen, and uh, and and the banks generally say that uh, in order to uh, afford the repayments on a car, you it, it can be no more than twenty percent of your gross monthly salary. All right. Um, so, South Africa's cheapest car, brand new at the moment, is the uh, Suzuki Brezo which retails for anywhere between 149,000 Rand and 152,000 Rand. So on Auto Trader's website, we have a finance calculator. And uh, if I just punch in 150,000 Rand um, and uh, we finance this car over 72 months, and uh, let's say we are prime plus two. We're not, you know, such a good credit, uh, don't have such a good credit score. So we've got prime plus two at 9.75%. That brings the car repayment to 2,760 Rand per month. What do you need to earn to afford such? Africa's cheapest car. And uh, multiply that by five, right? Well, exactly. 2720 divided by 0.2, which is 20%. And you have to earn 13,600 Rand in order to afford South Africa's cheapest car. Now, we know that the average salary in South Africa, average salary is somewhere between five and 8,000 Rand a month. That's all. That's the average salary. So you can see. So you can see the cost of living of, uh, you know, people versus, you know, the cheapest thing that gets you around effectively and why the taxis are so prevalent, I guess. Absolutely. And and also why this fuel price is just a, another burden on people, because now let's say you're paying your 2,760 rand a month that you showed on a calculator there. Uh, you, you still then have you have fuel that probably comes to about that much a month if you're traveling a, a you know a reasonable distance to work and back. It's very very difficult for people. But George, I am so familiar with that car finance calculator of yours. I've used it often. I'll wake up at uh-huh. like one in the morning and I'll get on the uh, the Auto Trader website and go and find some car that I absolutely can't afford. And I'll look at that car finance calculator and I'll try to figure a way to do it. And it always ends up telling me the truth, which I like about it. It's not a it's not a bullshit thing. I mean, you can you can do mental gymnastics and mathematics to your heart's content, but it's not going to make anything possible that isn't possible. And that's a very, exactly. very useful part of the Auto Trader website, which I can absolutely recommend to people. Go along, play games with it, see which car you could and could not afford. It's a useful way of working out just exactly what is possible and what isn't. 
And we've done two extra things in uh, in relation to this finance calculator, and that is, if I go to the uh, the platform's main page, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, let me just expand that a little bit, uh, we've added monthly repayments. So you can now search by monthly repayments. So oh, if wow. I go to oh. uh, if I go to the Brezo, um, the Suzuki uh, uh, Brezo that I just spoke about, and um, and I hit search. By the way, George is doing this. George is doing this. He's he's explaining this in real time, just to show you how quickly the, the website works. It's amazing. So, uh, so I mean, just uh, like out of interest, uh, Gareth, uh, uh, we've got Google type search on the platform, which is that you can type in Brezo and uh, the car, it will build a list for you. Um, but, uh, but my point was, uh, you can search by monthly payment now. So if you hit mm-hmm. that button there. Mm-hmm. You can say, all right, I, you know, uh, let's go for um, any max. And, uh, and now this site will list cars by the monthly repayment um, that is expected um, um, on those particular cars. And uh, obviously, this is sorted by high low. You can say, okay, I want to hit low high, which means that this particular uh, Brezo over here is 4,414 Rand a month. And you can go along to the calculator and personalize it, if you like, for that particular car. Super. Uh, not only that, you can also see whether you can afford the car by, uh, by once you've logged in, you can, uh, you can get a, uh, a pre-qualification. So on the platform, mm-hmm. we, uh, we allow people to do a pre-qualification. There's the pre-qualify button and it says, wow. can, will the bank pre-qualify me for this car? And it takes the hassle and the embarrassment out of whether you can afford the car or not. Uh, George, I love this. This is fantastic because for many of us, it is just a fantasy going on there and looking at what you can afford. This just short circuits the whole problem for you. And you can work out immediately whether this is something you can or can't afford. And you can stop wasting time. It's great. I love it. Mm. Excellent. Exactly. All righty. Anything else you want to throw in? No, that uh, that was about it. Let me have a look at the list. Uh, oh, before I go, um, you know about the driver's license issue? What's the new issue? Is this the old or the new issue? Because there, there was that machine well, that they had to send out and have fixed, and now it's apparently back. Yeah, so, so, so this is not the machine issue. This is because of the machine issue. There's now a delay, and people's driver's license have expired oh, as man. of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a grace period for license, uh, license exp- uh, card expiries until the 31st of March 2022. So there could be up to 1 million drivers driving around on the 1st of April, and this is no April Fool's joke, today without driver's licenses. You know what? They're going to have to be uh, a little bit understanding because people are trying to comply with the law. It is not people's fault that the system is so backwards and it's so in delay. Uh, so I think that it, the, a little bit of understanding from the metro police in whichever jurisdiction you live would be appropriate at this point. And on that note, we're going to have to call it all to order. George, it's always good to see you. Thanks for uh, completing our Friday morning for us. Cliffcentral.com.